What's up, guys? Chris Avery with you on a brand new episode of Chargers Weekly mini camp in the books. And I got to see the voice of the Chargers, Matt Money Smith, in the flesh. It's been too long, man. How you doing? Doing great. It is. It's funny. You know, I, I had a we had a little get together uh, amongst NFL Network people. And, you know, the studio has been closed since the pandemic, you know, kind of showed up in, in mid-March of 2020. And it was weird because, you know, we've done things like this where yeah. we do the Zoom. And so you feel like you've seen them. Um, so when you see them in person, you're like, hey, it's not that big of a deal. It's good to see it. But then, like, wait a minute, I, I haven't actually touched this person or seen this person in, in 16 months or whatever. So, uh, yeah, it was good. It was good to see you and, and obviously see see Tom in the flesh. Obviously, I saw Tom when, when the surfboard showed up at at the, uh, the right. Draft Central headquarters there. But outside of that, like, you know, for people that don't know all the behind the scenes people, Megan and Josh and Jen and Lauren, like it was really cool to kind of get back with the Chargers family um, and actually see them and be close to them in person. Uh, thanks to us having that little vaccination card. So we were able to get on the field and, and hang out. It really was a lot of fun for those two days. It felt normal for the first time in a long time to, to get out there and, and see the guys. And there's not much that you can really take from who look good, all that type of stuff. But I will say this, and I, I think probably anybody from all 32 NFL teams could say the same thing, some sort of positive uh, remark coming out of minicamp. But I'll, I'll just say this, man. I know we're, this is a team podcast. I just love the vibe of this team. Yeah. I love the vibe that the coaching staff is bringing, the culture that Brandon Staley is setting uh, it's it's very refreshing. It feels authentic. And just hearing the coaches speak over the last few weeks and the players uh, talk about just their experiences through this offseason program, it, it's hard to not get excited, at least about that aspect. I'm not predicting wins and losses, but just the culture that's being set is fun and fans should appreciate it. Yeah, no doubt. I, I quickly just want to add to the uh, the sense of normalcy for people that that might have been able to see it. I I, I posted a video from it, but uh, really the return to normalcy was the scrum around Drew Brees when they brought <laughs> Drew to, to meet with us, and immediately you had yes. all the beat writers. Uh, there were about fifteen to twenty of us that just started fighting for position, elbowing around, getting our phones mm -hmm. up for the angle. Uh, and of course, being the jerk I am, I had to shout down two other people to get one question in. Um, so it was, I was like, that's... <laughs> you name names, name names. I, you you shout know what? I don't, I don't even know, but I just, I really wanted to get in the Michael Thomas, Mike Williams question because of his experience with, with, with coach Lombardi and, and Michael Thomas. I, and, and I, when they, when I heard Jen say one more, I was like, oh, I want to get this in, you know, and look, that's nothing against question. all Exactly. I was like, I'm getting this in. Give me the Mike Williams, Michael Thomas. Why would Lombardi say this is going to be a big year? I've got my fantasy roots in me still, you know, from NFL Network. So I want to make sure I take care of those people out there that might be able to get Mike Williams as a sleeper in the sixth or seventh round after uh, Coach Lombardi said he could totally see him being that Michael Thomas of this offense. So that that was the real sense of normalcy when, uh, oh, yeah. when we got back into that scrum with, with Breeze. But to your point about the vibe, it's a great vibe. Like it is a really, really good vibe. And just talking to a few different people in the organization, um, you, you hear that a lot. Just look, these players are, are really enjoying this coaching staff and they're feeling it. And um, I heard an interesting story. I don't know if I'm supposed to share it, but whatever. I mean, I will. I'll just, I, you know what? I'll try to keep it. I'll, I'll leave it in generality. So sure. a team employee that works with the players um, shared with a team executive's wife who happened to be um getting something going with with that person 
uh, that the players just cannot stop gushing uh, about Coach Staley and this staff and how much they love him. And, and it was just there were a couple different players in, in this particular room uh, getting some stuff done and, and they overheard it. So it's it's not just to the media. It's not just to their bosses. Um, it is amongst themselves when they're not really thinking about who might be listening. Um, so it, it's certainly, you know, look, I thought we had a really good coach and staff under coach Lynn players absolutely loved them. And, and obviously Gus is one of the most beloved coaches in all of football, but yeah. it certainly feels, this feels different. You know, I'll just, I'll put it that way. This feels different. Yeah, there, there is a bounce in the step of these players with what they're installing and what this offense and defense and special teams is going to look like. We, we got a little bit of a, a preview of it in the, the mic'd up clip that the Chargers put out of, of Coach Staley just, just rallying the team and not shied away from expectations too, buddy. Just said, hey, this is going to get us ready for football in February. So, you know, you could easily be like, hey, listen, let's taper expectations. Let's let's pump the brakes a little bit. But you can't be afraid of what you want to accomplish and what your goal is. And, you know, just speaking to the players' relationships with Coach Staley, Austin Eckler yesterday talked about, hey, the second day he got the job, he called me. We just talked about life. Like, he's right. trying to get to know these guys as people. And Coach Staley himself said, I can't coach Austin Eckler the same way I coach Chris Harris Jr. They're different people. You know, they, right. they may be wired differently. So the investment that he's putting into these guys to get to know what kind of people they are, and that will eventually, hopefully, translate onto the field. And he said, hey, listen, this is what an investment is. You invest in players, and you hope to get that return. So Austin also brought up the, the fact that, you know, they have this, this leadership council just talking about how they want to map out the offseason yeah. program, taking input from players. Uh, I, I don't know how common that is in the NFL, frankly. Maybe it's more common the last couple of years than it's been in the past. Yeah. But lis listening to the guys and having that core set of dudes that they want to win just as much as Coach Staley does. You don't think Darwin James and Joey Bosa and Keenan Allen and Justin Herbert, they want to win just as much as the coaching staff does. So empowering the players a little bit, too, I think that's a big deal. Yeah, I'll, I'll, you know, a lot there. So I'll start with um, kind of what you mentioned about Coach Staley and, and Eckler and, and that call that they had. You know, I, I had uh, the good fortune to do an Instagram live with Coach Staley last, I think it was last week. Which and is great. It, you know, there, there was very little football. And I think it was sort of Coach trying to put himself out there. Like, hey, this is who I am. This is what I'm about. I'm fine sharing personal details uh, about my life, about my home life, about where I'm from, about my kids, about what I'm interested in. Uh, he just came on with, with uh, Petros and me yesterday on our radio show. And it was funny. We ended up talking a lot of football. And, and you know, normally our interviews are between 10 and maybe 12 minutes. This one ended up going on 20 minutes and we're talking football. And then next thing you know, we're talking about how he's going back just outside of Cleveland because his son's getting baptized. And it's the first time he's going to see his family since the pandemic started. And, and then he's telling us a story about how these two people came up to him when he was doing the SoFi tour and they thought he was me. And he's like, they were super. <laughs> and I was like, I'm sorry, that's terrible. That, that, what, what an awful thing for that couple. Um, hey, please, I, I'm not, I, don't wanna, I don't want you to lose your train of thought. When I worked at NFL Network for a brief time about four or five years ago, uh, somebody tapped me on the shoulder and thought I was Matt Money Smith too. And, <laughs> we're very and, common and, people, stiff and, white and guys. I, pro <laughs> I promise, I promise you, they were calling me Young Money for like a brief stretch of time. I'm so, sorry. There I'm, you I'm go. So no, sorry. Was, listen, I take it as the highest compliment. Um, so that's what I like. I mean, coach is really good that way, and I think that's so. 
important, right? You mentioned he's making these personal connections and, and, you know, appearing to be, and I believe it to be sincere, invested in, in his players. And look, when you're, you've been on the field, when you get out, it's one thing to be in the stands. It's one thing to watch it on TV. When you see this game played at the field level and you recognize the physical sacrifices that are being made, not game in and game out, play in and play out what you are asking these guys to do. I, I cannot, I don't think it can be minimized or, or overstated how important those things are. Um, you know, Hey, I'm, I'm gonna go to bat for this, for this per, you know, for this leader. And, and I believe in what he's asking me to do because I got to sacrifice in order to make it happen. So that's important. Um, you mentioned the, the video that's out there. I, I cannot, for people that may have, it, it maybe it slipped through, uh, there's a really great, it came up yesterday. So today's the 17th. So it would have been the 16th. It's like a four piece clip, um, or it's like a four video, uh, string of clips on the Chargers social media feed. I think I saw it on Twitter of coach Lombardi and he's yeah. talking to drew Brees. and man, you want to get excited about defense. You know, here's a guy who's running offense that has put it on the league the last 10 years with Brees and the saints. And he and drew are talking and he's like, drew, I don't know what the heck I'm looking at. He goes, I, I look at you, you tell me, he's like, you tell me yeah, if you can figure did. it out. He's like, I'm trying to figure this defense out, man. And I don't know where they're coming from. I don't know who's dropping. I'm, I'm struggling to figure this out. So help me out uh, as we're here in the early goings. And I think well, there's a reason why the Rams defense was number one last year and, and not just number one in the league um, statistically, but if you go through the last 20 years, it was a historically great defense. So something that coach Staley is doing on that side of the ball is certainly causing fits for the rest of the league. And, um, and man, it was, it was really cool to hear that interaction. I, I cannot recommend you seeking that video out enough with, with coach Lombardi and, and Drew Brees. Yeah. And I think there's going to be extended versions of, of those probably coming out later too, but Lombardi had some, he had some just great one-liners to a general. That was, that was my, my favorite one where he yeah. telling the like, Hey dude, if you know, let me know because I yeah. don't know where they're coming from. He also said something with Justin Jackson. I, I think Justin Jackson had a, uh, uh, an elaborate juke move. And he's like, listen, man, he goes, I'm giving you this. So less seasoning, right. You know, use yes. the sauce when you need it, you know? And then he did it again. And he's like, exactly. So yeah, he's like when they're giving, it was just an inside slant and he was, he kind of like juked a little bit and he's like, dude, just take the slant and go put your foot in the ground and go. Um, and that's, it's funny, you know, you hear that all the time. Remember, I think it was Coach Lynn that said, hey, man, I need a truck. All right. You're not you're not a Ferrari. You're yeah, an F-150. You're F-150. <laughs> exactly. So let's let's you know, it, it is fun to hear those. And that is the one thing about football is more than any other sport. Just kind of the little uh, the metaphorical sayings and stuff are so much fun. Um, you know, I don't need the sauce. Just just give me the chicken, man. Just give me nice, good protein. Let's go with an inside slant. We're going to burn them on it anyway. Take it and go. The coaching staff is – I've always been watching those guys more than the players during this offseason program because, you know, A, you're just trying to identify who's who because everybody's new. But just the energy that they're bringing in these OTA practices in minicamp, it gives you a, a, a pretty cool, like, lens into what this season's going to look like and how they're going to operate. You know, Coach Staley's talking about activating in the morning. And um, just – they have a plan and – one of the things I, I'm sure you've noticed this too, when coach Staley talks, I think Darius Swinton mentioned this too. They don't like to waste time. So like they want to move on to the next thing. Like yeah. we don't have time to, to dwell on something that we've already covered. I, I think uh, Swinton said, if you're coming to me with a question, don't just 
come to bring an apple, like have a legitimate question that we haven't talked about before. So yeah. it's this nice blend money of just, this is what the standard is, but we're not afraid to take your input and you're a part of this just as much as we are. Yeah. I, look, I think, um, I think it's a tough balance, right? Like we talked about, it's, it's gotta be all business, but at the same time, you know, it's a game. And, and it's a game that's that's played. It's it's different than any other business. It just is, you know. Um, so teams that are out there, you know, enjoying themselves, having a good time are probably going to play better. I mean, you know, I just think about the Buccaneers last year and you think about all those videos and the kind of practice footage of, of Tom and, and Gronk laughing. And, and, you know, that's, I think, important, too. But at the same time, look, time is in the last five years, but especially the last two years. Time has become a an invaluable commodity in the NFL because of all the restrictions that have now been put on the limited amount of minicamp, the the limited amount of time you have in training camp. You know the voluntaries that you know, and, and look, I think it speaks to the coaching staff, the, the participation that they had, uh, that everybody came out pretty much, um, and if they didn't come out. It was all it was totally understood and they were at least in the facility if they were doing their workouts somewhere else. So I, I think um, it's a great message to send, you know, is is this is not like it used to be where you're doing two a days and we've got all this. We get we're at the facility for 12 hours together for three weeks in the middle of June. That's gone. Um, yeah. So I think Swinton spoke to kind of that adjustment that so many teams have to make. And, and you know, the better use you can make of the limited amount of time you have, especially when you're installing systems that appear to be quite complicated on both the offensive and defensive side of the offensive defensive side of the ball. Um, and even special teams for that matter, I can totally understand, you know, why, why, you know, we picked that up uh, when the, the coaches were mic'd up. Speaking of complicated systems, this, this new offense that Justin Herbert's going to be at the controls at, uh, by all indications, he's picking things up as well as you can, but it, it doesn't hurt to have a future Hall of Famer in the quarterback's room helping you along who, who knows that offense like the back of his hand. What was it like to, to see Drew and, and what he had to say? And then what did you take from Justin's remarks about just Drew and the, the entire kind of minicamp experience? You know, I, I thought it was uh, it was perfectly put right. The 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 analogy that he used, which is it's the largest restaurant menu you've ever seen. And, you know, you're not going to eat everything, but you're going to find something on there that you like. And, you know, and, and I think that's kind of what people get caught up with is uh, it's, you're putting too much on this kid. It's it's only his second year. He's still figuring out the game of football. Um, but Drew said, look, for the most part, it was 30 percent. You know, we would find that sweet spot. This is this is the 30 percent of this giant menu that we use and and once you find something you'll just keep going back to it so um look it it speaks to you know what this scouting department figured out with justin herbert the fact that he was basically won the academic heisman that he was a 4-2 in in biology you know not in not nothing against look i was a communication major nothing against you communication yeah. majors yeah. but this is this is essentially a it's a bachelor of science. It's not a bachelor of arts. Um, you know, so he's a bright guy and, uh, it's certainly, I think going to pay dividends, uh, when it comes to trying to absorb this entire playbook, but look, that's, that's something coach Staley talked about from the second he got hired, right. Is we are all about putting pressure pre-snap, be it offense or defense. And if you go through, it's interesting. If you go through, if you want to watch, um, and, and again, can't recommend game pass enough on, on through the NFL. It's such a cool thing to, to subscribe to. And I think worth three times what you would pay for it. 
But if you go back and watch the Saints Chargers game from Monday Night Football, just look at the formations. That you feel like you never see the same. Forget the play formation twice. Like if you look at a drive, they never line up the same way on consecutive plays. And I think that speaks to what Coach Staley was talking about. Hey. We want their guys thinking. We don't want them playing football. We want them thinking before they got to play football. And and certainly that's what I think is going to benefit this team if everyone can get on the same page. Um, and boy, thankful that that we've got this type of offseason. And, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, the vaccination numbers are going to get to a point where they can be on that field together in meeting rooms together and really kind of get their hands around this thing and, and find that 30% that's going to help carry him. Like, like coach Staley said all the way into February. Yeah. You know, I had Jeff Duncan on the podcast earlier this year, and this is the book, the Peyton and Breeze book. In addition oh, okay. to game pass, that's a, that's a great read because there's a, there's a chapter that uh, coach Lombardi is, is heavily involved in. And it just talks about just how complex that menu is. Um, but yeah. it, it, I think it would give Chargers fans some good insight on just what the Saints did, how they accomplished it with Peyton and Breeze. And obviously Lombardi was a big part of that. I mean, he was there for 12 years, 10 as the quarterback's coach. So uh, another – that's what's fun about uh, kind of a new coaching staff and a, a new system is that you, you can kind of read up and, and learn about what you're going to see on the field in 2021. Uh, d- defensively, money, we got to hear from Joey Bosa – um, Coach Staley said that about 90% of the defense is in at this point. Uh, Joey mentioned that he's going to have some new responsibilities. It's not going to be like the last five years in the NFL where he's, he's a 4-3 defensive end and he just goes get, gets the quarterback. There's going to be some, uh, some wrinkles where he drops back and he said he's going to, I guess, Jay Rogers, his, uh, his line coach, puts, uh, puts voiceovers to the plays. So he said he's going to meditate to Jay's voice and, and – uh, listen to the plays and try to memorize the plays before he goes to sleep. <laughs> I don't think there's uh, I don't think there's any question that this is going to be a, it's going to be a big boon for Joey. I really believe that, but he, he is. And, and I, you know, again, like you said, it's the chargers podcast. You know, we were employees of the team, but there isn't a better all around defensive end in the league. There just isn't a better edge player. I mean, with the way he plays the run, uh, the way he can move downfield uh, if plays get behind him. And on top of that, the way he affects the quarterback in the pass rush, you combine all those things. And I think that's probably what, what coach Rogers and Staley are, are thinking of with Joey is, man, we have an opportunity to really pressure this defense, you know, pressure an offense with someone this talented. Um, and that's why it didn't surprise me to hear him say that at all. You know, there's got, there's look, there's pass rushers and that's, and when you, when you hear from Joey and, and when he's, you know, doing his interviews, what he's, he said, that's what I love to do. I love to rush the passer and I am constantly trying to find the advantage when it comes to rushing the passer. So we know he has a passion for that. And that's, you know, kind of his true, true love when it comes to the game of football, but he's so good at, at everything. And, and I think when it came to Gus, you know, and, and that defense that's been run the last four years, Look, it's predicated on one thing, and that's getting home with four. You know, if you can get home with four, you can really dominate a game. And, and that's why injuries played such, you know, maybe, you know, the the interior pass rush that, that Gus was looking for, you know, never quite materialized. Um, I'm guessing that's why they invested that first-round pick. And Tillery was trying to affect that interior pass rush a little bit more. But, you know, it was really a boom or bust defense to some degree. If the, if the front four was able to affect the quarterback, be it with a pressure or sack or something, you know, um, it was effective. If it wasn't, 
It's got a little sideways uh, out there. And I think that's kind of what Drew Tranquil was speaking to, right? As you can find yourself as a linebacker and, you know, speaking of that menu, how often did we see, you know, Kansas city and a number of teams go to that three by one formation. And and if the, if look, if they got home, they were great. Uh, If they didn't, then, you know, you got Tranquil talking about trying to keep up with Tyreek Hill one-on-one downfield. Yeah. I remember that play at Arrowhead, but you you hear the, the players talk about just putting the players in the best position to do what they do best. I've heard that by so many guys have talked about that. And, you know, uh, Kenneth going downhill, uh, hopefully Joey just getting after the quarterback, but doing it in ways that is going to deceive the offense a little bit. It's going to be exciting money to see some of these guys play with players that we just haven't seen them play with, like Derwin playing with Nas, uh, right. Kenneth playing with Drew, Joey being healthy when when Derwin's on the field healthy. Like, we haven't seen these combinations over the last two or three years. And, you know, in addition to a new system, just having that personnel together is going to be a kind of a new wrinkle for Chargers fans. Yeah, you know, a couple names in there that I'm, I'm look, I, what the heck do I know? It, it just, it, it looked like Kenneth Murray was never quite comfortable last year, you know, in the middle of that defense. And, and I know he played middle of the defense at Oklahoma, but it just seemed like they were asking him to do some different things. That guy is such a freak athlete. I mean, freak at the size that he is and how he moves. I'm really excited to see him get cut loose and Dude, get after it. I don't know if it's the number nine. He's gigantic, man. Giant. Just seeing, just seeing Quadzilla, dude. Today. Freaking Quadzilla oh out there. Yeah. Dude, so that's like, to me, that's a big one. Tillery's another one. I'm excited about, you know, kind of what hit you. You think about what Coach Staley was able to do with, and look, Leonard Floyd was a first round pick, extremely talented player, but man, he really unlocked something uh, with Los Angeles. And a lot of that is the pressure that Aaron Donald creates and, and the attention that he draws. But Joey's going to cause that same level of attention, uh, you know, when it comes. So I'm excited about how this is going to benefit that front. You know, particularly Tillery and Chenna and, and how, you know, and, and then you just go directly behind that and you think about Kenneth and, and Drew running around out there. Um, and as you said, you know, I, I still and I know it's ridiculous to hang on to it, but I still hang on to that preseason game in San Francisco two years ago. No, I do. Nas, I know and just how quickly he diagnosed plays, broke up plays downfield, just was on a receiver when seemingly you didn't think he was going to be able to get there. The guy ended up having what an interception probably could have had three in that game. And and that's what we saw coming out, you know, and that's why so many people had him graded as a first round pick out of Delaware. So I'm, I'm excited to kind of see, like you said, the way all these pieces are going to fit together because we've been awfully excited about the talent and, and no doubt um, it's, when, when you have someone that just got done coordinating the number one defense in the NFL, uh, where it's certainly, it's exciting. I hate doing it because it's mini camp, you know, and most of it was walk through, but man, it just, it <laughs> seems like the talent is certainly there ready to be coached up and make a serious impact. Real quick on Nas before I get you out of here. I yeah. remember specifically when DJ after Nas was drafted, DJ said, if you were to go in a lab and pick the perfect complimentary safety to Derwin James and be Nas Adderley, and we haven't yeah. seen it yet. We just have yeah. not seen it yet. And it, this may be the time to, to unleash it with Coach Staley at the controls. Yeah, no doubt. Um, you know, and again, a, a lot of it is, look, a lot of it's projection that I get, you know, you're not projecting Joey. Um, you know, you're not projecting Keenan Allen. There's guys that you don't have to worry about projecting. They've done it long enough that you know it's going to be there. Um, and certainly some of it is is projecting for Nas and Kenneth, but you 
you've seen enough, you know, you've seen enough of the flashes that you feel like, you know, there's someone out there with the combination that can unlock that thing. And, uh, and boy, it can, it can have a big impact. And, and I think that's why so many people are excited And it, you know, the one, I guess, little taste of caution that I would, would offer up is this team has always had a great level of talent. Um, and, and that's why I think every single year we feel like they're one of those picks by most people like, Hey, who's your sleeper? It's all, it seems to always be the chargers. And, yeah. and it's certainly understandable when you look at the Keenan Allen and Mike Williams and how effective Austin Eckler is in, in the passing game. The fact that that offensive line has been completely remade and it was their greatest weakness last year. And it looks to be a potential position group of strength. Um, and then when you talk about Joey and Derwin, man, it's easy to get excited. Um, it certainly is easy to get excited uh, about what's out there come September. A final thing, five weeks to camp. I, I know it's a little early, but based on kind of what we've seen in minicamp, how, how they've drafted, are there any position battles or, or specific players that you really want to uh, home in on as we kind of start camp in late July? Yeah, look, it's, it's kind of boring, um, but to me, it's special teams. You know, I just kind of think about the effect that special teams had on the, the outcome of games last year. You know, I, I pointed out, you know, I don't remember what was going on, on, on Twitter, but somehow I got into one of these conversations and, you know, it was whatever it was cordial wasn't, but I just said, look, there were very five civil, games. civil on Twitter. <laughs> exactly. Very civilized, uh, civilized discourse on social media. There were five games that the chargers had a lead in the fourth quarter, five games um, that they ended up losing. And, you know, when you think about special teams and the effect that special teams had on those five games, you know, missed field goals or perhaps, you know, bad coverage, uh, bad punt coverage, uh, punts themselves. Like I'm anxious to see what coach Swinton's going to do and, and how I just think that group is the one that has the greatest, um, it has the greatest variability, um, you know, for what it could be because of what, look, it was historically bad last year. Uh, it, yeah. it, it would be impossible for this team to be worse on special teams than they were last year. Um, if you just go through the advanced metrics, uh, the DVOA numbers, like it's crazy. Um, so I'm, I'm excited to see, and it's not just, you know, is it going to be Badgley and long? Are those, you know, what are those competitions? So I'm talking about the entire operation and, and how they're yeah. going to remake it. Especially when you have nine picks. I mean, those guys from you know rounds three and back, you're going to have to make an impact on special teams to no doubt to to make this roster and to to be a, a contributor even on offense. You know, I, I look at guys like maybe Trey McKitty and Chris Rumpf and Larry Roundtree. I mean, you didn't have to Josh do that. Palmer. At, Josh Palmer. Um, yeah. You didn't really have to do that at the collegiate level because you were relied on on the offensive or the defensive side, but this is a new ball game and, you know, there's going to be a lot of spots up for grabs and that's, that's how you make the football team. Yeah, no doubt. Um, again, it's not sexy. Um, you know, I, cause I, I think a lot of it too is I just kind of feel like I know what it's going to look like. You know, I, I, I feel like it's going to be, you know, that three man rotation inside with, you know, Linval, Justin and, um, and uh, Tillery. And, and I think the corners are going to be, you know, Asante and, and Chris Harris and, and Mike Davis. It's going to be Nas and Derwin at your, at your, uh, safeties, you know, the offensive line, we already know what it's going to look like. Uh, the wide, I guess the third wide receiver, you know, kind of competition is going to be interesting. You know, is it, is it Jalen Guyton? Is it, is it T Billy or, or is it going to be Josh Palmer that's able yeah. to, uh, to grab that spot? Um, 
you know, I think also an important one is going to be the blocking tight end, you know, is, is McKitty that guy? It certainly seems like it. So yeah. is, is he going to be able to kind of provide, you know, that, because, you know, if you look last year, you know, you had, you had great games, really, you had a good game. Or I should say you had good moments from, from Parham and Anderson. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how that tight end room shakes out as well. Five weeks to camp. We can unplug a little bit from football. Yeah. Get away and uh, recharge the batteries. Get back to Jack Hammett Sports Complex. Man, it's going to be fun. I can't wait. It is. It's great to see you, man. And uh, I too. look forward to a, a fun 2021, brother. Yeah, we're going to be doing it all, all year. Looking forward to it. Yeah, man. Yeah, absolutely. Chargers Weekly. We're going to do a little bit of a, a remix this year. It's going to be a lot of fun. It is. All right, guys, that's going to do it for us. A big thanks to Matt Money Smith. And of course, thanks to you all for listening. Be sure to download and subscribe to the Chargers Podcast Network wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Hit up the Chargers official YouTube channel. You can watch full episodes of Chargers Weekly. Have a great weekend. And until next time, I'm Chris Hayreed.